It's Wednesday, November 16th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Allen. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager, and from Motley Fool Pro, Jeff Fisher. Guys, good to see you. Chris Abbott. We almost didn't make it today. Let's let's give a little bit of background for the listeners. Uh, we had a little incident here at Fool Global Headquarters. Was there a fire in our server room? Very unproductive. There was a free, it was like a sea monster. There was something. a Freon leak in our server room. Or a Freon room. leak. It yeah. was almost as intimidating. We had to evacuate the building. But anyway, we're back. And, uh, so and this is all cold. We're just winging yeah, it right yeah, now. We're, so, yeah, so, so set the bar low for this one because we've done no <laughs> research. Uh, we have earnings from Dell and Autodesk, but we will start with Google. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Google is set to launch an online music store. Joe Mager, I will start with you. Um, you know, there are a couple of online music stores, iTunes principally. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, you're a Google fan. What, what do you make of this move? I think it's a move they should have made a while ago, but it's better late than never. I mean, realistically, this product is basically going to be like iTunes. Think of iTunes, if it's like a BMW, what this is going to be is like if you took out the seat warmers and put in a crappier engine with a worse paint job and maybe ripped out the leather and put in some crappy polyester would probably be the way to describe it. You just it. sold it. Wow, just I was going to say, you but nailed it for the Google here's marketing the, Here's the thing. I'm, I'm sure they love that. I would say, though, that while it's another great example of their catching up to Apple, it doesn't really matter. Last quarter, Android had 52% share of smartphone sales. Uh, Apple had about 15 16%. And in fairness, that was in advance partially of the iPhone 4S sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, broader point being that Android is still selling like hotcakes. And this just moves them one step closer to Apple in terms of overall performance. Uh, Jeff, how worried do you think the folks at Apple, or for that matter, Amazon, are? <clears throat> Not so worried yet. <laughs> Uh, two things. First of all, though, the Android, of course, is given away free. So as it takes market share, it's Google then needs to find a way to monetize it. Right. So this music store, uh, rumor is it'll only launch with two of the four major labels. It'll lack Warner and Sony. Mm-hmm. And it started in May as a behind-the-scenes beta where you could just stream and store music for free, about 20,000 songs. So they're now adding to that streaming and cloud storage this store where you can actually buy mp3s but uh, like joe said they're just playing catch up and in so many cases where a company is second in second place if they're even in second place they're not they'll be third behind itunes and amazon it it, it's not likely to work out they don't have the excitement of being the first mover which then attracts the best talent Mm -hmm. to make the best store and gets people excited to go there they're simply trying to catch up it's kind of like uh, Tesla Motors, okay, they they came around to make electric cars. That's why they exist. They want to make an outstanding electric car. And then you have all the other automakers who are also going to make an, elect- an electric car because they kind of need to. Mm-hmm. When a company needs to do something as opposed to when it sets it's their out passion. to do something. Exactly. You'll usually get inferior results. Well, I, in fairness, I think there are some nice parallels back to Microsoft here where Windows didn't become the best operating system or the most commonly used, widely accepted, uh, widely accepted, but most commonly used operating system because it was the best. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone could agree that Macintosh was far superior, the operating system on that. But it won because it was open and it was good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's going to work here, too. And that's why Android's outselling the iPhone. Is, is it better in terms of overall operating system? Probably not. But it's cheaper. 
and it's open, and so they can get a lot of partners. One of the uh, pitches, I guess, for lack of a better word, that, that Google is making with this online music store um, centers around Google+, Plus, which is their uh, social media platform and and their attempt to, to sort of juice that because um, it started off uh, pretty well. I know you were an early adopter uh, of Google Plus you and were, remain and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were you were a big fan early on. But um, you know this notion that Google is going to grow its online music store because people who are on Google Plus will be able to share a song with like one or two other people. That if awesome I, I, if that's if that's like one of your three strongest marketing pitches. That seems like you're just setting yourself up for failure because when the Zune, which we've all rightfully made fun of, uh, Microsoft's attempt at the iPod, uh, when the Zune first launched, that was one of the big selling points there. It's like, welcome to the social. That was the tagline they used. You could share music with other people, you know, with the seven other people in the world who had a Zune. So, I mean, Google Plus, really, are you going to be on Google Plus sharing music with other people on Google Plus? No, probably not. Uh, I do think. Okay, so two different discussions. One, it's a nice feature, Mm -hmm. but it's just that it's a feature. It's not going to be a difference maker. No one is going to have this moment where they're deciding between Android or buying an iPhone. Well, I don't know. I could share music with this one (laughs) because that's actually something that Apple's working with too. Again, so Google's just playing catch-up. But in terms of Google+, I am very lonely in this opinion, but I still think that it's going to prove to be a success for them. People underestimate. It's totally built in, and it's becoming progressively more so into YouTube, where they get 3 billion views a day. That's a lot of views where people are coming in. You're getting a lot of integration between that, Google+, and Android, again, which is the biggest operating system out there. But if you're – again, if if part of the uh, purpose – maybe not the purpose, but if if one of the benefits for Google for this online music store is, hey, this is also going to benefit us when it comes to uh, generating buzz around Google+. That just seems like they are destined to be the next MySpace. I don't want to say it's it's garbage, but it's definitely not – that is not going to be a selling point on Google Music. I think a much better integration is with YouTube, where you can cleanly share videos back and forth. And realistically, I mean, YouTube's a huge property, and people are going to make very good use of that, and, and people have so far. So Google Plus is not the next MySpace? No, well, it hasn't gotten big enough to, to earn that title. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, MySpace has Justin Timberlake going for it. This all reminds me of something CEO Larry Page said recently, which is Google needs to be careful not to launch a bunch of also-ran services. And by spreading themselves out so far, let's remember their initial goal was to let you find information about anything, anytime, anywhere. Mm -hmm. And now they're moving into selling music. Um, They're moving into social networks, which is not exactly what they initially set out to do. So what Larry was talking, speaking to was just they're trying to do so much, but they have to really focus on doing things well. If they do things in a subpar way, it does ding the Google brand bit by bit by bit. And in my view, Plus has kind of done that. Plus, I I tried it. It hasn't stuck for me. And I've moved on. Will I go back? I don't know. I think Joe's on there. He is. I am on there. We are in each other's circles, too. I enjoy being. I enjoyed in what you wrote the first day or two that I checked in. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. I mean, so with Google Music, realistically, this is not going to be even remotely near a profit driver for them. Just mm-hmm. like iTunes is peanuts in the grand scheme of Apple. Really, where they make money with Google Music is ironically through ads and its search ads. So 
basically, this is an extra feature to get you more enticed into buying an Android phone and keeping you in that ecosystem so that while you're on there, you're going to do more searches. And right now, that's a $2.5 billion mobile ads. is a $2.5 billion run rate business for Google, which is serious coin. So when we talk about giving the service away or Android away for free, you know, that's true, but... Just like Amazon selling Kindles, you know, they make all the money on the back end. They're happy to take that initial upfront cost. Shares of Dell down this morning after the company said the latest profits were up nearly 9% for the quarter. Uh, Joe, one of the things Dell also said was the full-year results for the company could be hurt by flooding in Thailand, where some of the components are built. You don't hear that one every day. No, you don't hear that every day. How much? I mean, I'm sure there is some material effect to the flooding in Thailand. Uh, how much credence should we give that? Um, some. That's affecting pretty much everyone in the space right now. So that is a legitimate issue, but it's a short-term bump in the road. Bigger picture, I actually think the market's having the wrong response to Dell's results today. I'm not a buyer of the stock, but I do give them a lot of credit for walking away from bad business, which is what they did this time. <laughs> Basically, it sounds like HP is aggressively dumping computers and pricing very aggressively on the consumer side. And Dell walked away from a lot of business where they thought they would not necessarily take losses, but take very bad pricing and earn very low margins in doing doing so. And that's a smart business decision, and they need to be disciplined. And, you know, you look at their margins, gross margins as a percentage of sales are up about 50% from about 16% five years ago to 22 over the last year. You know, that's a remarkable turnaround, and they're trying to, you know, flow into this be like IBM model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're probably a long way from that right now. But to their credit, you know, they are becoming more disciplined, becoming more service focused, thinking more about the long term and higher margins. And you know, at eight times earnings, yeah, you know, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so they they're walking away, as Joe said, from low margin PC sales, which I think is smart and. Dell is nearly nearly one half of its revenue is now non PC. It's uh, data and, and connection networking and uh, storage centers. And what the two advantages the company really has are a really efficient manufacturing process, mm-hmm. and that they have a, a direct selling relationship with their customers. And now they're driving that relationship. They used to sell every so many companies in this country and around the world their their PCs, and now they're of course trying to sell them networking products as well. But I, I'm I find the the company interesting. It's a significant holding in Motley Fool Alpha on valuation and based on these these advantages the company has. It trades at a single digit price to free cash flow. So if they just stay in a steady state, in four or five years their market value will equal the cash that they actually hold. And Alpha's argument that that I buy into is that's not going to happen. Instead, shares are likely to appreciate significantly. On top of it, management is buying back stock rapidly. So So what is the opportunity for a company like Dell? Because it really seems like, at the moment anyway, this is a company that is stuck between um, its past, when in the 90s it was very much um, you know, uh, one of the leaders in PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that guy did the marketing. What's uh, I shouldn't bring him up, but the dude, the dude, <laughs> the dude, the dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, you got to get a Dell. What's he doing um, now? Yeah, he, hopefully he Probably saved on his celebrity money. Rehab. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, you look back to the mid '90s when you know Dell was crushing companies like Apple uh, in the PC market, and now it kind of seems like it's stuck between that glorious past and. It sort of sees IBM as like, well, that's what we want to be, but we're not there yet. Where is the opportunity? Is it just to keep heading down the path and trying to take out IBM or at least become close to its equal, or is there another opportunity? I think there's a middle-of-the-road opportunity, and, and not every company wants to be to be that, but somebody has to, where they kind of serve two masters. They can sell higher-margin PCs. Mm-hmm. It's still a very large market, and Gartner Research expects a few hundred million additional PCs added to the global install base per year the next couple of years, and that's from a 1.3 billion installed base as of 2010. So it's still, PC market is still growing. It mm-hmm. just isn't growing here. It's growing in China and Brazil and India. They can still serve that if they can get the right margins for it, and also serve kind of slightly lower margin than IBM corporate customers as well, and make good money doing that. Yeah, I mean, where they're behind the curve on IBM is that they have they being IBM, have a long history of innovation, and they rack up patents like no one else. I think they've received the most patent awards in the U.S. for 18 years running. You know, no one thinks of Dell in, in that regard. you got to give credit to Michael Dell for coming in and, you know, pioneering a new model in PCs and being a great manufacturer. But, you know, that was very easy to replicate, whereas IBM's technologies are way, way ahead of where Dell is today, and they've got a long way to go to catch up. Keep in mind, Dell is much cheaper than IBM, but Warren Buffett just piled into IBM. So, interesting market. Shares of Autodesk up today after the company's latest quarterly earnings. Uh, Jeff, uh, I think it was in this room uh, just a few weeks ago that you were talking up Autodesk. That's right. We need to put a plaque on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) It got one right. You know what? Our walls are so drab. Pretty much anything would spruce this place up. Um, As if the short term matters. But but the, the shares are up. We we talked about it about a month ago when it was 27. Today it's 36. Why? It's been very volatile because people thought a recession may be around the corner. Autodesk came out today and said they don't see any signs of that yet. They're a good barometer of that because they sell software to manufacturing, construction, engineering businesses. So it's can be more cyclical, and they would usually see first if things were really going to slow down. They say right now they don't see that. They say right now feels very different than 2008, 2009. They have strength across the board, across all products and all geographies. When you look at the competitive landscape for Autodesk, I mean, they are competing with companies like Adobe uh, with, you know, the Flash Player, and I think uh, a lot of consumers are at least familiar, you know, People like me have some measure of interaction with Adobe just because I have a Flash player on my computer. Um, but then it's also, you know, to some respect, they're competing with companies like Parametric Technology, um, Oracle, that, that don't really have the consumer-facing side. Mm-hmm. Um, is Autodesk uh, also sort of in a little bit of the, um, uh, as we were talking about with Dell Computer, they're, they're sort of in between? Or are they, are they really just focused much more on the, uh, the business community rather than trying to attempt what Adobe is, uh, is, is doing with consumers? They're more focused on professionals, architects and engineers, uh, small firms. That's why I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> small firms to very large firms. Uh, not much of a consumer side, though they do sell entertainment and gaming software, but that also is more focused on selling to the producers of, of that software. So they're more a business-to-business company. That's why you haven't heard of them, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm also not a gamer either, so I mean that could be what. What kind of you don't design your own homes? Is, is that is that it? It's basically it's not it's not like uh, I don't know Call of Duty or you know Modern it just, Warfare. It's pretty 3. far from it. It's three a lot of 3D software imaging. It, it lets people design games. They Autodesk also their technology made the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. A lot of the special effects in, in those movies were Autodesk special effects. So Lucasfilm, they're they're making a run at Lucasfilm yeah, and just trying to take yeah, out sure. George Lucas. Sure, but but the majority, who doesn't want to take out George Lucas? You know man? what? I mean, has, new, new Star Wars movies are out. You have to buy them again. Well, you don't have to, but no, no, new and, little special effects. And they're which are re- they're releasing they're releasing them again in the theaters next year. The like Phantom Menace is is going to be released in 3D. And 3D. I, yeah. That's what we need. George R in 3D. <laughs> Um, so, but Chris, what Autodesk, they're mainly selling computer-aided design, and it's all about building highways, building buildings, designing cars, that type of thing. Yeah, the, the lush is part of it. Yeah, it really is, is because people get trained on the software, and once you're on it and it becomes this broad industry standard, everyone uses it, and you basically never want to move, like, move away from it because of the switching costs associated with it. Yeah, so they have recurring maintenance revenue every year, which is what drew me to it first. The subscription revenue is great. adds stability to the business. All right, Jeff Fisher, Joe Mayer. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. If you're interested, you can check out the video highlights of Market Foolery at FoolTV.com. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. And The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.